Big Black Clock Podcast. Let's see what Kevin, Carl, and Dimitri have for us this week. No H's. Yeah, you save them for the ones that don't have H's. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you get me. <laughs> you Thank get you. me so well. <laughs> That's why you're my friend. <laughs> whoa, 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 whoa. Slow down. Man. Acquaintances? <laughs> big, big, big F word. Uh, <laughs> Damn. And this is the intro. <laughs> it is. You heard it here first, guys. <laughs> oh, oh, my no, no. God. It's going to be like the... the, the I'm going to be afterwards. The P- PDUSA. <laughs> you Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, man! So since last week, still enjoying your Rolex, Mister Rolex, uh, big customer guy. Yes, now, <laughs> yes, Rolex Mariner. I'm, I'm dropping into the episode. He's wearing a Rolex Mariner. I'm asking him a question. Like, follow I thought up. you're supposed to start by, "Hey, welcome to Big Black." We Club. literally, I literally paid money for a, a professional actor to do that. So that's true. <laughs> he's the one doing it every time. <laughs> so we have two welcome to the Big Black Clock podcast. When he says it, you never no because he says, "Let's see what they have in store," and we're like, "Welcome to the Big Black Clock episode ninety-one. Oh, it's ninety one. <laughs> Jinx! What? You didn't even say anything. <laughs> you owe me a sub. <laughs> you owe me a sub. Oh, oh. <laughs> what is this? It's like a Hawaiian smile. Colombian smile. <laughs> God damn. I think it's called the Colombian necktie. Well, that's exactly what I said. Yeah. It's, a ara- it's a arakiri to the face. Oh, yes. <laughs> so, still enjoying your sub, uh, Mr. I am. And that's what I'm wearing this week. The new sub, so the 41 millimeter one. Yeah, the 124. Zero four zero or zero six zero, one of those. Latest and greatest. Latest and greatest. Um, but now, um, does the uh, the bracelet have a micro adjust? Yeah, it's a glide, glide lock. lock. Oh yeah, show me. So you just <laughs> so you just adjust it like this. You can pull and then you can just slide it. To oh wow, that's very very cool. To whatever distance you want, mm. you just snap it back in, and you're good. Did you use it yet? Or like I have, yeah, on no, a hot okay. day. Yeah, at the end of the day, you're just a little tight. You just make it a little bit. Uh, yeah, it's hot these days, man. We're like in a, in a heat wave. We're here, lucky uh, that not it's not co- humid. Not yeah, it's, it's pretty well, nice. T- today was kind of humid, though. Today was hot. Yeah, today was sticky. <laughs> yeah, I had to, I had to check like, is Europe it all is right for the dog? Right, Europe yeah. is fucking melting, man. Yeah, yeah, the UK. It was like it was. I saw a forest fire in UK today. Yeah, but it was hotter today in London than in Dubai. I saw. I was so my brother lived in in England for a long time, and I've been there. One thing, no one has AC. <laughs> very few it's not it's not a common thing for everyone to have air conditioning and it is hot though in the summer fucking hot ridiculous yeah but today was 40 degrees celsius in london and it was I, 38 in dubai I'm, yeah it's <laughs> but that's what there's in england i was watching the the news and it was like everyone it was 35 degrees by noon 35 degrees celsius Mission's complete which is i don't know 35 must be in the 90s fahrenheit and then by no, noon it's not so like saying, yeah it's, it's people it's, uh, go um People were working from home and they're like, I need to work from home because they didn't want to get stuck in public transport at that temperature. I understand why. Oh, here here now, buses have like AC. It's a new thing here uh, for the you know, like five and years. The, thing, the challenge here is, and I think the challenge most of part with these heat waves is for older people yeah. that are at home. Yeah, for sure. They, they they're, they're the weak one. Anybody who's uh, like not healthy or yeah. older. Older, yeah. yeah. They're, they're more fragile yeah. or more susceptible to But imagine risk. like living right now, even in Montreal, like imagine living in an apartment that doesn't have an AC. Oof. That's gonna be me and in it's a tough week. to not say it's <laughs> tough to accept, but there are there are air conditioners like you can buy 
a, like I, I was portable ones though, like like you can carry with you. Like it's not like you don't put it in the window. Yeah. It's just well, I've seen one that's the size of like a suitcase. Yeah, a small suitcase. It's like five hundred dollars. You connect it to a window, and it's on the more expensive side. It's not a window unit. The 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 hose goes into the window, but that thing can freeze or freeze cool down. It's something like fifty. It's like eighteen thousand BTUs. It can cool down like an apart a small apartment. You go well, fuck, and you don't really need one outside of the bedroom, right? Just to sleep, yeah. like when you're watching TV. Eighteen thousand BTUs. That's it, lot, it was fifteen BTUs. to eighteen thousand BTUs. That's like because right now I'm like looking into those things, uh, and that's like industrial grade. Yeah, pretty much. You'll freeze to death. Yes, that's what I want. You have to wear like a I'm winter coat. I'm always hot. I'm always hot and wet when it's summer. Well, because <laughs> you have a beard the size of like, like a beard, like a thick. Book. Sorry, they're like they're eight to they're twelve thousand BTUs. Yeah, ten to twelve thousand BTUs. Yeah, what no, is I, it? I, I can't for my new space. That's, uh, but that, that that's good because you only need it. That's in good the, for a room. It's but that's five hundred well, square feet. No, like, no, sorry. Bring it to a room that you ten thousand BTUs is probably <laughs> good for open more space. Thirteen hundred. I'm sorry. No, these are good for more than a bedroom. These are more for like. A living room with a kitchen that's a, like you know an open area. Well, like I said, five hundred square feet. That's like a small apartment. Not very small apartment, right? Yeah. yeah. But anywho, but for five six hundred bucks, you just connect this in the window. At least you can sleep in peace. That's what I think is the worst. You try yeah, to yeah. sleep and it's fucking thirty oh, degrees. It's the worst. Oh. Yeah, I'm gonna do that uh, as of next week. I'll have a really cool August here for seven hundred dollars Canadian. You get an LG fourteen thousand BTUs. Boom. Mm. One time a couple of years ago. Three years ago, that's a window uh, unit, or that's a portable unit. No, it's a it's a portable unit, just like this. Oh yeah, okay, right. And, and it can, there's like a hole, hose almost, right? Like the hose, yeah, you yeah. connected. They give you the plastic for the window, and then you boof, and you just have to. And then what's good about this is that you have multiple plastic uh, adjustments in the yeah. window. You can disconnect it from the thing, roll it to the next place, connect it, plug it in, yeah. and you can cool down that room. I have central air, so I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I was okay. looking into a thermal pump. Uh, no. Heat and cool. Well, it just the difference between a central AC and like a AC um, and like heating is like a thousand dollars. My AC, <laughs> my AC was that when uh, in the, my old place. It was. It, it was both. It was both yeah. AC and I. I only ever used it. I never used my my heater heating elements on yeah. the wall. I only used my AC to heat. Yeah, but the, mine the too. Place. Mine's a central. Yeah. Uh, uh, heat but um, and, yeah, it's expensive. This is gonna be this year. <laughs> so right now, like for example, I'm looking for a new unit because mine's getting old. Yeah. So this week. I'm wearing my Twitter Pelagos FXD. Still on the Velcro, didn't get around to buy some straps for it. <laughs> uh, but Velcro is nice. Um, but I, I'm i wearing a lot of suits recently for work. Are you? And, yes. Are they tuxedo t-shirts? Paper mache, yes. Tuxedo t-shirts? <laughs> They're papier mache. <laughs> I cannot move in them. You're wearing suits like straight up. Yeah, I have to. Tear-offs. Uh, yeah, exactly. It's it's a one it's a onesie suit. Stri- stripper suits. <laughs> is it stretchy? So you can work out in it also? Uh is it yes, but the reason it's stretchy for me is because I'm fat. Is it <laughs> it's still supposed to be. <laughs> is it dry fit? Does it does it dry very quickly? Is it is it uh, me all my wicker? all my clothes are always wet when I'm wearing them. <laughs> That's my secret. You know, Hulk is his is always uh hangry. <laughs> me it's I'm always wet. <laughs> it's a terrible secret. Recently Good I board. sent you is that a screenshot phone? of my phone, right, Kevin? You did, yeah. And it said that uh, the phone was wet. <laughs> the phone was wet. It doesn't. What kind of a superpower is that? It's not. Uh, it's not even a power. It's not super. It's, it's super it, shitty. It's super lame. Yeah, it's a condition. <laughs> <laughs> you have a prescription for that? Exactly. Um, yeah, I, I love I love the FXD. It's a nice watch, but I 
It's not. It's not. It's not landing. I mean, is it? look, it's it, nice, it's but what? it's it's not landing. It's not. Landing. It's not. It's not. Staying. Yeah, I love it. I just not with suits. My Pelagos, mm. I was wearing it with suits, and it, it was okay because of the bracelet. It's nice, but it's not like it's not as nice as a submariner. <laughs> it's also half the money, but yeah. <laughs> it's like four and a half k. <laughs> but you know what's so good about the 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 Marine Nationale versus the submariner is that it's not trying it's to be. Like, the, it's not trying to be the submariner. It's so unique, and that's yeah. why I like it so much. But more that's why Submariner is better because even when you <laughs> talk about the, the Marine National, you still compare it to the Submariner. Yeah. <laughs> that's why I like it so much more than like the BB fifty eight. I was super underwhelmed when I went to try it on the silver, the blue. Yeah. Oh yeah. When we went to buy this, I tried on the others. The the Marine National. Sorry, I went to try on the other black B fifty eights. I gotta say, I had the same experience. Is because I feel like the case shape all slabs. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. that, that's, that's what that's I felt. Like, because yeah. I, cause I also tried on yeah. all of the the, the yeah. new tutors, like yeah. and the, the what's it called, the Propilot X as well, right? Mm-hmm. It, I think that's the Norris. No, sorry, not the not the Propilot X, the GMT Pro, whatever. What's it called, the new one? The the Black Bay Pro. Black Bay Pro, yeah. Everything's Black Bay. What is it? The Black Bay. You're probably getting right. Yeah. <laughs> Unless it's the yeah, half feel, of like the, the K shape. Right. I feel like the K shape is a bit of a slab on yeah. the tutors. It's also 14 millimeter, 14.6 that one. Huh? I'm 39 yeah. millimeter case. It's a big. I, I just had an idea. Can we use the fact that now you have a, a sub to go like leverage it to other 80s in Montreal to push them to sell you more watches? It's like, hey, let's look, try. Right? I, I got that because they called me. <laughs> like, <laughs> I give them my money. Can you give exactly. me a GMT Master 2? I'll give you my money. <laughs> and the next Dima. purchase watch, right? Exactly. <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you Dima. <laughs> give exactly. me a Master 2. <laughs> no, not again. <laughs> no refunds though. <laughs> to like uh, no, no 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 we don't want that. Yeah. You uh, Dima, what are you wearing this week? Uh back to Kevin? Okay. Dima can't do two things at once. Uh, no, because I'm I'm, I'm changing something that I'll I'll do it after once I'm I'm something. You want to pause? I'll pause. Okay. So Dima, what are you wearing this week? So um, I changed because I, I told you about a few straps from Aaron, and uh, th- this this week I changed my Speedmaster strap. I put the the green ostrich. <coughs> so I just wanted to show you guys. It's uh, it's super well done. It, I mean, I can't really tell if it's an ostrich or a crocodile, but I guess it is. No, it's my, it's it's different pattern than is a it? crocodile. Yeah, here. Right, I'm not I'm not an expert Sorry, on but the here, here, animal you, skins, you, but you can see it here. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's different. Different. And uh, it, because it, it's, it's the ostrich leg. That's what they take the skin from. Yeah, he showed us the specific piece of leather and he and he showed us exactly like okay so i'm going to use a bit yeah. of that and a bit of this so you have like a nice interesting texture on the i, I on like the, uh, the ostrich more than crocodile specifically for one reason is the pattern as you can see is a little bit more dispersed the crocodile is very busy a lot of lines a I lot of, of different pa- crocodile uh, is also more texture like it's very it's more 3d like it just yeah. takes out a bit more right yeah. yeah it is the most unique and robust like i do enjoy snake i do like um stingray I do like a lot of that, but the, this one is... A red panda. Oh, of course. Who doesn't want a red panda? <laughs> so what I do really like is that, because um, uh, uh, Aaron suggested, like, he suggested colors, and he suggested the different color lining on the inside. Yeah. And he always suggests, like, well, I mean, always. He's in the ones, he suggested bright Flash. colors, and I was like, let's do it. Let's just go with bright colors, because I think it's very cool to have, like, a really interesting yeah. color in the back. And I think that the orange and green works together very well. This one, is, a, as you can see, it's a bit more dressy. So like I don't think I can. I mean I could probably pull it off wearing this, but again like the the Speedmaster works with everything. You know I think the the main takeaway when I see a strap like that on that watch is it is very easy to ruin a watch if you don't put a high quality leather strap yeah. if you go aftermarket. A lot yeah. of people will go and cheap out and go buy uh, a a brand that's a little bit cheaper 
and it ruins the watch. It cheapens the watch, I find. But this is an example where you spend multiple hundreds of dollars to get a handmade, bespoke, high quality strap and it, it does the watch it justice. Yeah. It shows. And it's very easy to cheapen the watch if you put it on a piece of shit. And a good example is you had you had a, a watch strap without saying the brand uh, that you put on. You said the, the quality of the strap was crap. It wasn't for a Speedmaster, I don't think, but you, you but did. Like, you, a, like a bracelet, you mean? No. A strap. Strap. I think you got it from like, I don't want to yeah, say Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but it. don't say it. But, but I also went like, you know, like you, you, you go to- It was like 50 bucks or something, right? Yeah, you go to like a, a downtown somewhere, like a little watch store. They have like a kiosk and you go, yeah. hey, I want to buy a watch strap. And they have like a little, like almost like a like a book. They open it up and there's like all kinds of different straps, different yeah, yeah. colors, different oh, like shit. tapering. Yeah. So they're all like quality yeah. and it you really it on, cheapens it the watch. Yeah, yeah oh, I agree. Man. But see, like with this watch, right? It works with the Speedmaster because it's a Speedmaster. But like we talked about it in the last episode. Do you think this could actually work with like an SPV143? I don't think so. Maybe. Maybe. It's it's, you know matte, what, it's dark and matte enough yeah. that it might work, I find. Yeah, like your like kind of dark gray could work well for the darkish green. Maybe. Okay. But you right. know me, I'm all, I'm all for it. Just, you just try put it. Something on. Right. Just do it. Just do, do it. it. Just do it. Go ahead. Trademark Nike. <laughs> so uh, to this subject, um, watches that we hated uh, but came around to love them. Are I'm looking forward to hearing your picks. Um, in other words, it's pretty much a watch that grew on you. <laughs> it's like but it was also vice versa. Watches that maybe you love that you now hate. I don't have any of those. I didn't go with that. But maybe I, I only have eight to love. Okay. I have I have dislike. Dislike? I wasn't hating hated. anything. No, what, no, do mean, no. was like, what do you mean eight to Oh, hate to laugh. Oh, Jesus uh, yes, Christ, I yes. forget. Yeah. Eight to. Like, uh, like, what, what is the yes. score? You, you prepared 10 watches? <laughs> um, so I don't have hate. I don't have love. I don't have strong feelings in general. No. So I have, I have a different, I have a gradient of gray. For me, <laughs> yeah, just, just, just everything is just gray. You should see inside of my head. There's nothing. <laughs> There's nothing. Uh, well, these watches I used to dislike, D5. That, I, that I love, but I didn't. Maybe we'll do another episode of watches I didn't, I used to love, and now I just, I don't like. And I fell, fell out of love, right? For me, it was more, not even just in the watches, specific watch styles that, uh, that I didn't care but like, you know what like and all of those picks are from the beginning of my watch enthusiasm nothing really changes like this anymore right it's so it, you kind of have Th- those those extremes i guess right <clears throat> yeah same, same for me it was We've all kind of settled or early stuff that change either quickly or uh, over a long period of time yeah uh and out of those three picks like two of them are influenced because of kevin because you know he likes to fuel our problems <laughs> <laughs> Here, taste this. Just you keep taste. sending me the Seamaster uh, things on Instagram, yeah. and I was like, dude, I've already made the decision. Like, I don't need. <laughs> I like, did the now. same with him with the tutor. Yeah. I kept sending him, sending him links the FXD. videos, FXD, and I said, you the same for the Seamaster. But I, or but the, I, the new Hanhart. Yeah, it's so, fuck, it's so nice. To well, you know what? I, 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 when I put this on, the, 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 I'm pointing it as a Submariner. Like, you, you, you see it, you feel right away, like, you're like, fuck, this is great. Like, this is, I would wear this every day, right? I get, it's a, I get it's this, an only watch. Like. Yeah. But I got a similar experience when I put on the, the Seamaster because it's, it's, it's a big watch. It's 42, but it's short lugs. So it fits, so it, like, it really like hugs your wrist so well. Made. Yeah. yeah, it's so well. The, the Seamaster, obviously, everybody does. Sub, yeah. All right. You know what's the thing? The thing about Submariners is that everybody wants one. But no, uh, well, can be have it. <laughs> before <laughs> seeing him having to like see it in my hand and everything, I was like, eh, you know, I can get something else. <laughs> God damn it. I need to go see the guys at Bricks. And you're going to tell me, yes, one day. 
<laughs> be patient. This is what I kept telling you. Be patient. Be patient. Uh, that's the bullshit. Yeah, but you know what I want to do? You know, and this is a side note, you know the new, like I'm selling a whole bunch of watches, a lot, like all my Seikos, but you know why? I want to do like a Transformers. I want to sell all those Seikos. I want to buy one <laughs> Grand, Grand Seiko. Seiko. <laughs> and the Grand Seiko I want is that new limited edition that's a 44 GS quartz that has the exposed case back. It's like 3,800 bucks. That's fucking dope. It has like a really blue, a sky blue dial that's accurate to five seconds a year I'm like with the exposed case back i'm like yes i, well, I need that <laughs> that i sold need. all i would sell all my seikos like give me that that's it and that would be like the culmination of all seikos to get that fucking uh, grand seiko and then you're going to be selling like okay i'm taking it like five years from now i'm taking all of my submariners and i'm getting myself a vc, a VC exactly <laughs> all of my submariners yeah, exactly. it's like it's a God box damn, you they're all like, up in the future they're all in the oh. same box they're all scratching each other it's a bowl it's a bowl (laughs) what was this oh uh so uh, just side note uh this the show that i used to watch when i was 20 years old called the oc the oc i'm sure you've heard yeah yeah uh the marvel girl married that guy what miss marvel yeah that uh, is a Brie. Brie. She, Brie. She's a oh, she's a cheese. Brie, Brie yeah. Larson. Yeah, yeah. No. she was married to the head guy who sang that song. Oh yeah. Okay. Phantom. It's a side step from my side story from my side story. But what I was getting to is that there's a I think there was an episode where they all like all of the parents met up and they were like hanging out with each other and they played a game where all the men take off their watches and put them in the pile and the pile was a bucket. And then girls pick out That's the watch. That's party, yeah. And they, uh, yeah, and they have to go hang out, and they have to go hang out with the guy whose watch they pick out. Yeah. But what bothered me is that it was like a bucket. It was like a, like a little bowl that you put for like chips and salads in, right? Yeah. And they all have like like gold, like precious metals watches, and they all throw them together. So they're sitting in the bucket, and they're all scratching each other. I'm like, oh, this is... So frustrating. Oh, it's so frustrating. For somebody who's like very paranoid and or... Yeah. Anal about watches, like about yeah. scratching and everything. I'm watching, looking at this. I'm like, oh my god. They know about a lot of things, though. <laughs> Loves the anal. That's what she said. Oh, sorry. Uh, I, I referred to her as your mom. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like that comment about what I said about your mom? <laughs> yes. You're like, yeah. she not. Oh, you're gonna have a lot of work on this one. Yeah. Okay, yes. let's go. <laughs> all right. Um, all that's gonna get cut out. Oh, for sure. Like we're removing the last five minutes. Yeah. <laughs> all right. I'll start. Sure. We'll go around the table. Your first counterclockwise. So you're gonna picks. not understand. I have three picks. Okay. Well. It's three little stories. I don't think today's gonna be a long episode. At least not for me. I prep really quickly. It's like two no. three phrases. No. <laughs> prep really quickly. No. You're used to hearing the words. Oh, that's not long. Exactly. <laughs> I, I, that's I, it. I told I told you earlier. <laughs> oh, they don't. Can you say, go further? <laughs> they they don't say anything. They just gag. They go. Oh. Or a whistle immediately. <laughs> Carl thought every girl every girl he's been with he's like oh they don't have a gag reflex. <laughs> oh they have, before I just unzip they go <laughs> right away. As soon this as or every girl you've been with you thought they did have a gag reflex. You're like no girl I've been with that gag reflex. Then you realized oh no why not girls. <laughs> <laughs> they're not girls <laughs> because they're not real <laughs> because it's a computer screen. <laughs> I told you every girl that I ever dated. Like blow a whistle and run away. I don't understand why. <laughs> Into the traffic. <laughs> Fuck this. She lit herself on fire. Like a God. Tibetan yeah, monk. Like a monk. <laughs> Except she wasn't protesting anything. She's like, Fuck Just this. you. <laughs> I can't possibly wash this off. Exactly. <laughs> she sets herself on fire. 
<laughs> this is never going to work. <laughs> so, all right. God that's damn. all going to get removed. <sighs> so I'm, you're I'm giving everything. <laughs> your first pick. My first pick, uh, I think it's also a watch uh, you demand that uh, grew on you. Um, it's the Jaget uh, de Coutre de Reverso. And I remember early on, early, early on into my uh, watch problems, I was uh, with Kevin in stores and you go, look at this. This is really nice. And you gave it to me and I was like, Ugh, I don't know. Right? And didn't stick at all. For me, it really felt like, uh, you know, it was like a, your grandpa's watch. He's like 80 years old. He's wearing it. It's like kind of loose. It's kind of maybe not working. You know, he's only wearing it because of habits. <laughs> I was like, for me, that was a reverse. When I look at it, I was like, ah, no, it's not for me, right? Um, but then you took the time to tell me why I was wrong. <laughs> well, why, why, why it's a great watch. Exactly. Right? And the whole story behind it, uh, like from the 30s, uh, the watch was born out of a challenge Um to uh, the um, British army officers who asked uh, GLC to build them a watch when they were playing polo in India. So they don't break the crystal. Well, exactly, right? So the watch could uh, withstand some shock from either like the um, polo stick. <laughs> or the ball or any some right? horse collision. And um, Mid-air horse collision. Mid-air <laughs> horse collision. If you're in the middle of a horse fight, you want your watch. It's to a be mallet. Safe. I, I just you want, <laughs> you want to watch. You want to. You want to put your watch on a knuckle, like uh, like you would the brass knuckles, but you want to make sure it's it's facing metal. So that's why it's made. That. <laughs> yeah. So so the, the whole story behind it, uh, you can go read on it. it. It's really cool. It's it's different. The reason, like, it, it's not all of the watches that like some like army officers playing a sport in a different country ask a watch company to build a watch because of really specific reasoning. Um, so far, that's really, really cool. But after that, I start looking into more into it, all the version, the aesthetic as well. For me, it's the only watch that I love that uh, have like an art deco aesthetic to it. Right. Right. I still have a hard time with Cartier. I still have a hard time with all those watches. But the Reverso, for some reason, it's just hard deco enough, but also timeless. Right. If you take the um, the Monoface small seconds, so these as classic as, as they get, right? Yeah. Um, it's just pure. There's no nothing crazy about it, uh, and you can flip it if you don't want to see the time for some reason. Because no one who's playing polo will have this watch right now. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> they probably all I'll have Richard Mille today. Probably. <laughs> if they're <laughs> horse people, they, they they definitely have horse Richard, people, Richard yeah. Mille money. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Yeah. Horses Papa, are my pricey. horses has a cough. <laughs> yeah. Oh um, no! I'll get you another one. <laughs> shoot him in the head. What? Me <laughs> um, glue. Yeah. So, for, for me. That really changed from, like, I don't want it. It's grandpa to, you know what? I, now I like two of those versions I would get. Oh, yeah? And, Which and ones? So the classic, what they call the Reversal Tribute, Monoface Small Second, being the, uh, like, standard one. It's either right now at Burgundy or Blue. And it's the stainless steel back, and it's the uh, uh, normal um, dial with the rubber bands, right? Um, oh, that's one Small Seconds also, right? Yeah, I, I think they're all small second. Are they really? <laughs> yeah, that's the base version. It's $8,000. It's still a pricey... Uh, I thought you can get it for like five. Maybe I'm wrong. I've been wrong before once. Uh, uh, <laughs> I, not on Chrono. Like they've very a thousand less or more. Oh. Uh, so it's a seven to $9,000 watch for the base version. I hope, you, I hope you're wrong because I was hoping to buy a lot. Uh, <laughs> I spent a lot less I think less it's like ten grand for one. Well, if you go to 11, you have the duo. Um, yeah, yeah, exactly. Duo face. Yeah, I think it's like yeah so the basic one, uh, it's 45 by 27. And you, have, you can have different sizing, but I think for the standard one, 45. 
Oh yeah, but the other ones are quartz, I think. The classics one. But don't don't they have uh, don't they, uh, don't they have? I'll check. I, I I'll was check. looking at quartz. If you go quartz, yes, they're cheaper. Yeah, I was yeah, a yeah. mechanical manual wind. That's yeah, what I was. Uh, they have manual winding. Yes. Seventy three hundred. Yeah. With no small seconds. Okay. Fuck. It's still expensive. <laughs> um. And something I I noted when I was doing um, a quick research for those is today the reversal have the Jachet de Coute logo. Yeah. But the original ones, it just said reversal on the dial. Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> right. Yeah. Um, so a lot of them used to say also Le Coutre. They didn't even yeah. say Jaget, right? They were just Le yeah. Coutre. But, but the the original one is really just reverso. Right. Like this black one. Uh, yes. If you type reverso um, online, it's one of the first ones. If you put classic, it's uh, it's really nice. It's like a puree, right? There's not much to it. And the other version that I really love now is um, the uh, reverso classic, the dual face small second. So it's right now, I, like I have a crush on GMTs. And that watch is like a subtle GMT, right? So you have the, the two sides, so two different faces. There's the uh, home time. That's just a standard looking small second uh, reverso. Right. And when you flip it, it's a black dial and it says travel time on it. And um, it's really like it's really different uh, as a first one just to showcase a different <laughs> time zone. But also on the travel time one, the section where the small second on the normal uh, uh, face yeah. is a 24-hour counter. So you can still have the home time on the second phase. So really, when you're at home, it's not a GMT. As soon as you need to uh, change time zone, it's a GMT showing two times on the same face. Right. So I really love the fact that you can just like two watches in one. I know it's a whole reversal thing, but that GMT function is really 100% like different function on both uh, faces. So for me, that's that's my first pick as a watch that at first I wasn't, I didn't like it at all. Hopefully, I'll change that same way uh, I did with the reversal for Cartier, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> like, the tank story is still not, not really inspiring to me. <laughs> yeah, just to add to your story a little bit, I was exactly the same. And I remember when I was still kind of very early in my watch enthusiasm, I uh, we went uh, for lunches with Kevin, and he would always talk to me about watches, yeah. and I wouldn't want to hear it. But I still, I was. He but, spiked my drink, but, and then everything was okay. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> and then I wake uh, up. I'm like, true. "What is this? Is this Thursday? No, it's Sunday." I'm like, "Whoa, <laughs> what happened?" And then me, being an excellent friend as I am, obviously, I I would endure all of those conversations. <laughs> I would endure. <laughs> <laughs> and you uh, talk to me about like, "Hey, look at this watch," and it's it, it was either a, a, um, a GLC Reverso or like a Cartier Tank American, which is a similar style like Art Deco. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's that's nice. That's cool, cool, cool. But then in, in my head, I was like, yeah, I don't get it at all, right? And it's <laughs> funny how... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was picking inside it a little bit. Uh, but, you know, it's funny how, like, in a few years from that, it went from, like, I totally don't understand this to be like, this is on my list. I'm going to have... I'm going to I'm gonna own. And I want to get a classic reversal, and that's why I was surprised because I was hoping it was cheaper, but I guess I was looking at the quartz models. Yeah. But yeah. I, I want the one that, when you flip it, is just nothing. Stainless that's steel. That's the one I want. Because yeah. right? I, I always want like the most... Like, Would you the, engrave something on it? No. No? Because you know me, right? I like the most like basic, yeah. no, like nothing no, no, else. No, 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 I, I don't I don't want any any features. I just if, want the if most... If I'm rich, I'm going to buy you one, and when you flip it, it's just like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but you think I'd ever flip it? It'd be like well, so <laughs> self-deprecating. Just like, oh, look at me, I'm wearing it this way. Uh, and then it's impossible to sell it after. 
Unless you have find somebody else who's crazy like you, who's like, oh, this is so funny. I'm going to spend $10,000 on this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. But I, I think the uh, the case back on the GLC can just be swapped, right? It's like um, any other watchers. You can yeah, that but, then, but that takes away from me wanting something that's original, untouched, no nonsense, right? Swapping. It's like a Frankenstein watch right at this point. Well, it's just a case back. Like uh. Frankenstein, you can buy like original parts and make it like change at the GLC shop. Okay, let's move on. So... <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that one is uh, that's uh, that's an excellent pick. Absolutely, Dima. Do you want to go next? You want me? Sure, because uh, we're going counterclockwise, right? Co- like counter. Co- yeah, I, I can go next since I started. Uh, go next. Clockwise then. Clockwise. Uh, so the watch, the watch that I want to talk about is uh, a, a Rolex Datejust. That was also one of those watches where I had like no desire to ever wanting to own it, and guess what? I, I want really want to no, buy one. <laughs> now I want two. <laughs> I want two. And the way it started is uh, actually, <clears throat> it's an interesting story because back like 12 years ago, I used to work with a small engineering company with a bunch of people. That are young. Everybody was very young. Uh, I was also at that point. And one of my friends who I'm still friends with today, he would uh, he would wear uh, a Rolex Datejust, a two-tone Rolex Datejust that he got as a present from his parents when he graduated from university. And back then, I was um, 25 years old, right? I I was like I had no idea about watches. Like at, at that point, I've had like a my my Tissot uh, Ballad Three Automatic. That was just I bought it because it had a, a Swiss like the words made in Switzerland on it, right? That's, yeah. that's really that's how I chose it. And Tissot thought to me was like, oh, that's a cool Swiss Swiss company. So I uh, I I saw that Rolex they just on him, and you know like maybe it doesn't look as good on a twenty five year old guy who also dresses like a twenty five year old guy, right? Uh, but back then I looked at it. I'm like, God damn! Like when I'm 70, maybe I like that. But like I have no, I, I I don't understand how somebody can want to could want to buy something like this. Right. And now fast forward to today, I like I'm always checking how much. Like if I want to get a, a Datejust, I would like to get a maybe a vintage Datejust. But I would love. I like. I also love the new ones with all the uh, interesting designs on the dials. But uh, the problem is that they're very expensive also. Right. <laughs> so, like, I'll, I'll probably spend money first on, like, a, a, a Submariner or something else rather than the just <laughs> Yeah, but, like, right now I... I need to eat. <laughs> I, actually, I actually think that maybe... Because I don't own... I never bought myself a vintage watch. You guys bought me for my birthday a vintage watch, but uh, I never bought a vintage watch myself. Yeah. And I think that, a day, like, a, a nice vintage Dayjust would be probably my first uh, vintage watch. Uh, because I would like to get like a blue version, like a dark mm. navy blue, with uh, obviously the fluted bezel. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's a good bet. Like it's a good bet. Rolex. It's like eh. yeah. <laughs> I, I win. That. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's uh, so that's my pick. Cool. Very very good. So my first pick was one. Um, I'm gonna go with the Stova Marine original. So you you. You had this, or you have this? so it was a watch that I really didn't like. I ended up liking quite a bit. Is is the Shova Marine original, and most of it actually came with the idea of marine chronometers, deck watches. It's something that I wasn't really interested in, and it's something that I became quite interested in when it came into to, to this yeah. watch enthusiast hobby. The reason why marine chronometers or deck watches were so important is that back in the day, sailors needed accurate time, and it was the most important thing when you were sailing. Essentially, it was their, it was the, it was their version of a GPS. It was a version of the GPS, uh, allowing them to find the right longitude, 
which was the biggest challenge because they were able to find the latitude simply using a device that Licking allowed their to finger put it in the air. No, no, oh. no. <laughs> they had a device that would actually allow them to measure the distance between the sun and the horizon. Mm. And that would give them their latitude. Yeah, I've seen those things. It's weird looking. It's, it's a weird yeah. looking thing. Yeah. And then they would actually be able to then validate the speed using knots. So there are knots in a rope and they would go fast and they would actually time how much time it would take for the knot to go through their hand. Yeah. That's how f- many knots you're doing per hour. And then, but they couldn't ever determine the longitude. Is it that? Is it why like that? The Columbus fucked up and got to, to Canada. Potentially, I'm sure there's a lot more to it. I don't know if it was specifically around the fact they didn't have a watch. But there was an admiral who ended up having a horrific accident on one of the journeys that were obviously funded by the British government. He ended Royalties. up landing on shore and they, they murdered him and took his watch. And the British government said, we really need to do something about this. So they had created a prize And they literally passed what was something called the Longitude Act. <laughs> the prize was worth 2.8 million Great British Pound, mod- modern figures. Back then it was like 20,000 bucks. And so John Harrison was able to create a clock, a clock that was so accurate. And what's so interesting about this, this clock is made entirely of wood. <laughs> For the most part, it's, it's, it's one of the rare, one of his first clocks. Clock, it's just like ivory, mold but the, away. But the <laughs> first, the <laughs> first clock that he created that really won this award was called the H4. Revolutionized navigation, and the government tried to screw him. They tried to say, "You got to prove that your clock is actually going to work. You got to prove that an accurate clock is going to help us determine longitude." Which, in the end, it was its ability to stay in sync with home time. That's mm. why it needed to be so ac- accurate. Um, He eventually got his money and the recognition that came with it. So what do we have? We had marine chronometers. And these watches, if you've ever seen the marine chronometers, were never worn on a wrist. They were these clocks that were in a box. Yeah. And the reason that they were in a box is that they were isolated. They were put in this box to be, oh, to be, to be removed from the possibility of getting wet. Is it those boxes? Also, they were like on, on a pivot, so they were yeah. always level, right? That's right. Yeah. That's right. And they would be isolated. They're in a box to avoid that. And they would be on a pivot to avoid shock. And then there was such a thing called a deck watch. So the deck watch came in with the introduction of the detente escapement technology, which allowed the deck watch to actually be very accurate, which was like a pocket watch. What they would do is they would have a marine chronometer in the boat at the very bottom somewhere hidden. And then they would time, they would keep the deck watch and sync it up with the marine chronometer. Mm. And then obviously it would be on deck because that's how they'd be using to calculate. So the reason I'm giving you all this whole story is that there's a remarkable contribution into horology around marine chronometers. Everything having to do with how they were able to calculate longitude using the accuracy or an accurate watch, an accurate clock of some sort. And there's a great story behind it. There was a movie with this with Jeremy Irons even uh, called Longitude based on the book by Dana Sobel. And, uh, Feels made up. <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> Most movies are, but it's not. What? <laughs> so so that's, that, was, that really gave me an intrigue. So at first, when I, the Stoa Marine original, coming back to that, they made contributions. They looked at the Hamiltons that were being created and deck watches, the Ulysse Nardin, and they, they decided to make contributions and 
create deck watches or or marine chronometer uh, style watches a lot of them look quite kind of plain they look like pocket watches roman numerals some of them with arabic numerals very simple like these cathedral hands white stark enamel dial and these like very pronounced pretty basic cases but then what the stoa marine originale was something that grew on me is when you start learning about marine chronometers it gives you such an an interest why it looks that way why it looks like a pocket watch and what they did they shove in a unitas pocket watch movement manual wine exposed case back in a beautiful 42 millimeter case with a white enamel dial and this watch then does have some cachet it doesn't just look like a classic watch it's trying to emulate something that's so important in watch history and that is something that really drew on me why did i start liking this watch it had to do more than just the way it looked it had to do with what it contributed what it represented in horology and marine chronometers are something that are incredibly fascinating people need to read more about it because it has such an impact on watch history so that's my first pick not only the stova marine original but a lot of marine chronometers. Ulysse Nardin as well. You go, why the hell are they putting this watch out here? 43 millimeters, it looks like that. 50 meters of water resistance. It's because if you understand marine chronometers, they're not divers. They're very different. They're big watches. Very different purpose. Hmm. So that was my first pick. Goddamn. Goddamn. So, uh, interesting. Do you still, you still own that watch or it's gone? The Stova is on for sale. Oh, it's but currently it's, for sale. Okay. Currently for sale. But it doesn't mean that I'm not, they don't have another Marie Chronometer. No, I, I know, I'm just asking least, on, the, on this one. Nardin maybe ooh, ooh. In, in, on deck. Ooh. Are you As trying always. to justify the 43 millimeter, 50 maybe. millimeter one? No, 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 I wouldn't get that one. So I'd probably get the 41 millimeter one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you think about it, you really need to have a watch for all kinds of occasions. Of I need course. to have a diver, I need to have a, I need to have a Speedmaster every time Chronograph. I go to a racetrack, right? Yeah. Need a GMT. Uh, I need a GMT. I need a. I need. I need to have a, 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 a like a marine original, like a marine chronometer type watch for sure. I need a field watch. I need to withstand World War Three. Yeah, yeah. I need a ball. Yeah, I need whatever Eddie ball. I need to have an egg master. Eggs. How do you make eggs? How can I do it? Yeah, yeah. The tap house. A flieger, obviously. Le tap house. Les oeufs durs aussi. Ouais, c'est ça, oh les oeufs durs. Oh my god, yes. Les oeufs ouais. durs. Ouais. It's on the dial. It's on the le dial. Temps, le, le temps passe, les oeufs durs. Ouais, it's on the dial. It's so... I hate it so much. Yeah. yeah. With a passion. Like, I wake up at night it, just to hate it more. It's But so I, tacky. That's <laughs> that, that, that phrase. is linked to this other micro brand that made dive watches that are actually quite cool. The, the <laughs> All their coolness are gone because of... <laughs> of uh, My Rarta, it's a good idea. So it's it's that's a, br uh, yeah, a Brad Pitt watch, right? From uh, from Zombie Movie. It's Mar and, Matt, uh, and Matt, 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 Matt. Yeah, Matt. And he linked up with another brand called Bi uh, Jacques Bianchi that made dive watches. Which I really like the dive watch. It has a scuba man on the dial, and it's a Destro case. Yeah, yeah. you love yeah. Destro cases, and they linked up with Matt. different. Very and I also wear my watches on the right. But it would work well for you. <laughs> the Destro case. Anyway, inside out, upside down. <laughs> where you were at like, okay, case back up <laughs> the crowd is still bad the place <laughs> <laughs> all right so the second watch grew a lot on me um, is the Rolex Submariner <laughs> is it did it grow from zero or from negative or like from a from I didn't understand it so like I was saying earlier um, when my watch problem started 
once again, Kevin was there to fuel it with <laughs> a bunch of ideas, a bunch of watches, and trying to make me buy everything, <laughs> like like he does for himself. But like for me, I was like, hey, look at this. This is nice. Hey, look at that. Insulting awesome. you, insulting. Exactly right. He's basically changing your DNA. <laughs> exactly. He just like he, he comes at ho- uh, at your ho- uh, at your house at night, whispering into your ear while you're sleeping. Imagine <laughs> so much work. <laughs> That's why he's so tired all the time. <laughs> he's like, buy a Rolex. <laughs> hey. Hey. <laughs> so he was sending me tons and tons of different watches. Um, trying, he was mainly trying to find what my taste was and what, what like my. He kid- found out that it's nothing. <laughs> it was disgusting. Yes. My taste no is taste. disgusting. It's like, Ew. <laughs> what is this? Um, you like Wonder Bread. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember at that time he was sending me a lot of stuff, and I was like, "Oh, I like this. I don't like that." And he was like, "You have expensive taste." Yeah, at first he'd be like, "Oh, I really like this." I'm like, "It's a Jaja Lecoutre Master, like Master." control fucking moon phase i'm like yeah that thing's like thirty thousand dollars it's great yeah um but i like that one specifically yeah yeah exactly <laughs> the ultra thin moon phase yeah it's eleven thousand dollars yeah <laughs> and i can get it at brooks with the loan yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah so and, and what watch he was sending me and i wasn't too too sure about was the rolex admirer right and just to uh, interrupt you quickly i think i was kind of present like we started recording our podcast at the time where you're still kind of getting into the the, the divers. I don't think you were completely yeah, it, like yes, on the you're right. You're right. Yeah, you're all about chronographs and field watchers. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And um, I I, I kind of remember at that time that you were showing me the uh, Kermit. Yeah, as well. And I I just didn't get it right. I was like, it's kind of looks bulky. Uh, the bezel is taking all of the space. You don't really look, see like you don't look at the dial. You just look at the green circle around it right yeah. um uh, just you know the whole rolex thing and the, what they're standing for they didn't just they didn't stick right um like i said the rotating bezel was uh kind of big and ticking away from the watch from at, at that time and i felt like someone who was wearing that was like someone who was walking down, down the street with like a tool belt right <laughs> we need to take on action like an hammer a leveling tool and <laughs> hey <laughs> you're fucking stupid <laughs> <laughs> and like a ruler <laughs> So you think, hey, Rolex the you got a toolbox and tool belt. <laughs> tool belt. So you have a diver bezel, you have a tool belt. Automatically. <laughs> hey, look at my blind pain 50 fathoms. But for me, it was really <laughs> And my tool belt. But for me, it was really totally. And my Milwaukee drill. <laughs> <laughs> but oh for me, God. it was really totally, so I just didn't get the idea, right? Okay. Um. So fast forward a couple months, and you are you had a Genoa Ocean Rover. Yeah. And it's like, hey, Carl, do you want to buy it? I'm, I'm so like, Here's, here's what it goes for. Here's what I'm going to sell to you as a friend. I was like, you know what? I'll buy it. I'll wear it. And I'll try to understand what's going on with this. Okay. So that was my idea, right? Yeah. I purchased it. I didn't really like it. It's like, oh, it's cool, but that's it. Um, so <laughs> said, fuck it, took the watch. I didn't have a big collection at the time. So it was like, even in the rotation, the watch was getting quite often on my wrist. And... Um, so I got the word the Geno time and time again. So the Geno is a spec for spec old gen uh, Submariner, pretty much. Right. Um, so the thing is, every time I was wearing it, I was liking more and more. Right. And yeah. when I was, it was not on my wrist and was back in the box waiting for his time again to rotate to my wrist. I was like, oh man, I should wear the Geno today. I was trying to find reasoning to <laughs> wear the bracelet right. and everything. And so I, it slowly but surely like creeped on me liking 
the Rolex aesthetic and also trying to understand divers, started reading a bit more about them. So your experience is sometimes you need a watch or there are watches out there and they do exist where you're like, yeah. oh, if you really like this watch, don't get this one because it's just going to reaffirm yeah. that you like that watch, exactly. right? right? That happens quite a bit, yeah. So, and then I start to understand like the bezel is pretty much lifting a whole watch aesthetic, right? That the dial is like with the bezel trying to sink on the design and everything. And it really slowly but surely, right, made right. <laughs> made me want to get a submariner. <laughs> is it is it kind of like, I would say like with me, when I was starting to get into watches, for me, the less was always the better. So like the smaller the bezel, the smaller, the less there's... Yeah, you like Bauhaus. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right? Was that also part of that? Kind of, I guess. I was loaded into chronos and field and field, even if they're okay, big, you like they chronos. look, right? Okay. Uh, even field, when they're kind of big, they still look um, pretty... Because I hated chronos at some point. Oh, yeah? yeah. And you own a Speedmaster. I know. It's, <laughs> That's a huge turnaround. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, and then I understand the Submariner idea, right? Yeah. But as I do, I don't really want what everyone else has. So I started looking yeah. into divers and I like matte finishes. I like kind of like uh, out there colors and everything. And I found the Twitter Pelagos in blue. Titanium, everything's matte, everything <laughs> not shiny Just on it. Just enough to be different. Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, sold. I need one. Uh, took me between the moment I said that to having the chance to purchase one took me like three months four months something along those lines and I got it and it was my first diver and that was my like no I love divers it's like okay I had the Pelagos I was so happy every time I wore it I, it was perfect sold it got an FXD half field half diver but still scratched that itch uh, last episode you introduced your submariner and now I like really 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 want one <laughs> again <laughs> 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 it does that, eh? Yeah. So, yeah, I didn't appreciate it, the Submariner. I think that's what I should say about uh, those watches. At first, it didn't click. And now, uh, when it turned it, the bezel, it, it, it makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Now we go, oh, God damn it. <laughs> makes sense. Oh, no. Uh, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. What so, have I done? <laughs> so, that was my second pick. Very cool. Very, Very nice. Um, so, my turn now. <laughs> yes. I, I, I was just thinking of, like, I never really had so, like a very strong feeling against dive watches. But I never really liked them either, right? Like, like uh, I was saying before, right? Uh, at the beginning of my watch enthusiasm, I was into like very minimalist, like Lisa Bauhaus. But like, yeah, Bauhaus is, is a good you word. I think Bauhaus is a very good word to describe like Daniel Wellington, right? Because they're not really Bauhaus. They're just shitty minimalist. They're shitty minimalist. They're not Bauhaus. Proper exactly. Bauhaus is tough I, to do I, well. I did, there was a time when I actually liked those. I, I, I mean, that's why they get people, right? Because yeah. they, they get people who are not watch enthusiasts and they all like the minimalist uh, style look. But then when you look at like... <coughs> Nomos or young hands, and you're like, man, they do Bauhaus yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, it's better. Yeah, much better. So uh, the watch that I'm going to talk now about is another one uh, in my collection. It's a uh, it's a Casio G-Shock. Oh yeah. So at the beginning, I I never really actually my first real watch that wasn't like a fake or like a like a shitty Mickey Mouse style watch was a Casio. My parents bought for me for my birthday like many many right. years ago, like 25 years ago. And it was a both like an analog digital. It was cool. I wore it through the whole through all of my high school. And I probably wore it here, actually, uh, in Canada for uh, for a little bit while when we came. Uh, but I never really cared about watches, right? I wore it just because I had a watch. However, 
I've always seen people wear different G-Shocks and there's like, um, um, what's it called? Frogman and uh, like they're the, the bigger ones, right? But even the classic ones, I always saw them, uh, people wear them all the time because they're so accessible. And I always thought of them like, wow, this is just like so unnecessary. Like they're so over the top. They're so huge. Yeah. They're so ugly. And never, never liked them. And now when I started slowly to get into watches, I bought my first classic G-Shock because at that point I didn't even like the G-Shocks, but I'm like, okay, 70 bucks, like I'm going to buy. And 70 bucks, we're talking Canadian. Uh, I bought my first G-Shock and I was like, okay, it's cool. And then like two days <laughs> later, I'm like, eh, I kind of want to wear it now on the weekends, right? Like if I don't have to go to work, like I want to wear it on the weekends. In the summer, it's nice. And it grew on me so much and I got to read a little bit about the history and the history, so it's also pretty cool. Actually, G-Shock is going to be celebrating the classic G-Shock that I have. And I have, well, I have two ver versions of it. The classic G-Shock, the DW5600, is going to be celebrating a 40-year anniversary next year. Yeah. So maybe it will release something new, but they've been releasing so many awesome things lately. It's just... Sol it's solid just, platinum. It's just... <laughs> but it's just non-stop. Like, they release so many different variations. There's something for everyone. So much, yeah. There's so many different versions. Yeah. And they have the coolest fans. <coughs> yeah. People are G-Shock lovers. I, I, I respect them a lot. I, I love G-Logs. And I truly lovers. agree with Nico from uh, like the YouTube channel that it's a god tier watch. Because it's just G-Shock uh, was conceptualized in 81 he initially. Casio. Well, Casio, yeah. But, but to me, yeah. to me, mostly yeah. it's Yeah, you guys need to own an OCN. I have yeah. an OCN I've, this I've, and yeah. I want another. Yeah. It's, it's nice. fucking dope. Like they have <laughs> so one. Double fist. No, but they have one that's like, it's. It's like Grand Seiko level finish, right? It has the quartz kind of atomic timekeeping, and it, it, it's fucking unbelievable. I, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, uh, yeah and also Casio Duro, which is another yeah, yeah. kind of cool yeah. quartz uh, diver, right? 200 meter uh, diver, super expensive, like less than 100, 100 bucks. bucks yeah. Less than 100 bucks, even. Yeah. Uh, so G Shock initially was conceptualized in 1981 uh, by a Casio engineer, uh, Kiko Ibe. Uh, so he also dropped founder of eBay.com. No, <laughs> no it's, I, it's I B E his last name. Oh. So he accidentally dropped uh, his pocket watch and broke it. And uh, that watch was given to him. The watch was given to him by his father, uh, and he was very upset about it. And he decided to kind of think of an idea of how to build a watch that's resistant, and they call it the triple ten. So what that means is that it's a battery life of ten years, yeah. water resistance to hundred meters, and also can survive a fall of ten meters. Yeah. So with that, he, he assembled a team of engineers and they started to create different concepts and testing different watches and they were testing them. And then one time when he was at like a playground, he saw somebody play with like a, like a rubber ball and he noticed and he tested it and he's like, well, like the, the contents of the ball inside don't really get affected by the changes of pressure by kicking no. it. And hence, they, they made a watch that's enveloped by like a, a, like a compound pl plastic rubber material and uh, the the original G-Shock was born. Funny thing is that when they first when they started to air commercials for it, uh, to to I guess I guess to yeah, get the public mm. to 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 follow it to to buy the watch, they advertised uh, I think in North America specifically they advertised it as a hockey player using it as a, as a puck, <laughs> and they were accused by the general public of like false advertising. <laughs> after which a company I can't remember it's one of the news companies or something they decided to do a live test. They mm -hmm. took the watch and actually used it as a puck and it didn't break. 
and that's when it gained like crazy popularity. <laughs> wow. and, then, and that word specifically also is so in this the, is like people in the 80s went fake news. <laughs> well, and then they, and they're like, yeah, you can't do that with a watch, and then they did, and they're like, oh shit, you can. Yeah. And then Interesting. this watch also is now in the, it's the only watch for that kind of th- thing is in the Guinness Book of Records. Yeah. They took a truck and basically put it on the asphalt and ran yeah. over like with a semi truck, like. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, and did, yeah. Did you guys yeah. see? The video, I, I don't, I'm sure you guys didn't. I I've seen you, a lot of videos. If it's on Pornhub, yes. Which one? I know them by numbers. <laughs> I, I video sent, 2043. I sent you guys I a, a video <laughs> of the details on their creation of the new MRG. So they're 5600, they created a version. So it's like a $5,000 G-Shock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I sent you a video of how they actually... Every individual component is polished the way that the, the way that they protect each individual uh, piece. It's not just one piece in terms of how it just goes onto the case. All the different pieces, because the way that they need to craft the titanium alloy. Hence the price, eh? Using the DAT55G, it's three times harder than pure titanium and workable. And they use, their, their bezel is crafted in Cobarian, a cobalt chrome alloy that's four times harder than pure uh, titanium the Cobalt? bezel what the bezel alone to that watch contains 25 different components 25 different components each component polished each component detailed they incorporate flat spring silicon buffers multi-component bezel to 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 obviously keep the same level of shock with a gold plate retainer plate everything Features band screws, bezel components, ion plated in blue, a base of black diamond carbon-like coating, touches of blue vapor decomposition. This watch is a fuck you G-Shock. It's it's a fuck you (laughs) G-Shock. It is so dope. Like you see the video, I said how they go through each piece. You go, God damn, if I sold all my G-Shocks, I would get that. And it'd be like the ultimate G-Shock. Do you have $5,000 worth of G-Shock? Would you pay pay $5,000 for a G-Shock though? Well, if you have that, if I have two thousand, I've already spent on the G-Shock. I was like, maybe, because that's a to me, it's maybe. interesting. It's kind of like, hey, here's like a, but here's it, like th- a Seiko, th- not a Grand Seiko. Here's a Seiko, yeah. ten thousand dollars. Yeah, I but know. it's yeah, for the know. ultimate G-Shock fan, it's the right? Ultimate G-Shock fan. Like yeah. it probably sold like a thousand units of that. It's, it's probably <laughs> worth its, it's money. So it's worth its money because it's super over engineered. But I just. But it's so a, well finished too. A G-Shock has to be wearable to me as much as a ten dollar, a ten thousand dollar watch, uh, ten thousand dollars worth. Yeah, but the person who gets it is not their only watch. No, for sure. That's I agree. why. No. So they're, they're, <laughs> they're, yeah. that's the hundred and twenty second. Yeah, and then Bamford, exactly. George Bamford, who I love. It just, uh, release. He released with the G, the sixty nine hundred, and they had to stop it because people were getting fucking. I don't know. There was a. Is police, that the same? Uh, um, watch that the, the what they did with John Mayer. No. no, no, John Mayer did one with Hodinky. Yeah, but it was a. Uh, but but you're right. The sixty nine hundred is there is there is a sixty nine hundred version of the Bamford. Wow, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah there so is, it's but the same watch. But right? there's also a regular DW fifty six hundred. I think Bamford, right? Uh, yes, that yeah, he released yeah. last but year also sold out. But this is also yeah, this, you're right. This mm. one they had to they shut down the the, the release the release on and it's going to only be online tomorrow if you can get it. I don't like the sixty nine hundred as much, but I do love Bamford watches. Bamford watches. There's also a Bamford car department. They do crazy Range Rovers here. But this guy's funny because he's like, oh, he's a visionary. He's like, dude, his dad's a billionaire. (laughs) So he's like, you know what he did? The whole reason he modifies watches is because. He was, was apparently he was apparently at a party. He was like, "Your Daytona is boring," <laughs> so he take fucking watches and fucking modify them, <laughs> like a Daytona fucking Monaco Zeniths. He mm-hmm. does all these collaborations. Gerard Perigo, 
makes them totally, black. totally black and blue. That black yeah. and blue, that's amazing. I want a Bamford in my collection. I definitely really? do. I love Bamford. I want uh, the new GMT. They're so they have Snoopy. You want to get the car- what? They're so expensive. No, they're like twelve. They're like twelve hundred pounds. Yeah, not oh, that the, expensive. The Bamford watches, not the. Oh, okay, not okay, a, okay. I don't want to Bamfordize my yeah, watch. Okay. I'm not gonna Bamfordize <laughs> my Monaco. Because there's a Eric King Bamford is like twenty five thousand. Yeah, yeah, because it's because it's an it's a Rolex. Like yeah, yeah, yeah but <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, that's my second pick. Very uh, nice pick. Y- like I'm I'm still building my G Shock collection. There's still a few watches coming for sure. Yeah, I'm definitely waiting. Next month, they're gonna release the Casio All Metal. Oh yeah, it's happening. All yeah, metal. I sent it to you guys. Obviously, you don't read yeah, anything no, I, I sent you. Uh, over you the last six weeks, I didn't read yeah, anything. I sent it to you. Um, they're releasing the Casio GA twenty one hundred. It's called the GMB, and it's going to be like a thousand. No, probably about five to six hundred. Oh, so it's a full metal because the bracelet's going to be that. Now it's at two three hundred bucks. Now it's going to be probably about five hundred. Not even kidding. It's it's like the full metal G, which mm-hmm. I have, the fifty six hundred in all metal, which I love. I love that watch. That one is about five hundred fifty. What kind of bracelet is it going to be on one? Uh, full metal, full steel. No, but I meant like. I think it's going to be like, like the uh, no, AP the, the, bracelet. The, it's going to be like the fifty, like the fifty six hundred full okay. metal. You can see the release, um, the leak. Because I just googled it. I just googled it, and there's like a, a mod on Ali yeah, no, AliExpress. No, no, no. So they have they build a bracelet that looks like an AP Royal Oak bracelet. Yeah, also, yeah. <laughs> so good. It looks so nice. So my th- second watch is a ball watch. Oh, shit. But it's specifically because of what Ball brought as well, just like the marine chronometers. So Ball has been around since 1891. If you look at a brand with so much prestige, it's a geek brand. But it makes you wonder what their identity is considering their design styles. Over-designed, over-built, and then they have these classic, classic watches. In 1883, the Canadian and American railway systems actually came to the agreement to apply standard time or to use standard time to improve travel across the continent. Before that, they needed to rely on each local city and their clocks to identify what the time was, which was incredibly inaccurate. Just like the marine chronometer... Guestimates. Yeah, just like, the, just like the marine chronometer, they had to learn the hard way. There were multiple accidents that took place on the railways. As early as 1809, this had been proposed to Congress, but never passed. People saw the value, but there was... It took a lot of time before it was something that was adopted. So the watch that I'm talking about, the railroad standard, 130 years, limited edition, is an example from Ball that I really didn't like, but that I do like because it's emblematic of all the Balls (laughs) that they had created. So at the start of the century, Ball wasn't the first to create it when it came out, but they started to create instruments that allowed railroad conductors to make sure that they were on time. Um, this watch is 40 millimeters in diameter, 20 millimeters lug width, 10 millime- 10.3 millimeters thick, 45.9 millimeters lug to lug, 100 meters of water resistance. Comes with an automatic RR1101 sapphire crystal. At first, this watch looks like a pocket watch. Why would I have this? But the closer that you look at the timepiece, you start to appreciate what Ball did. So while the numerals are written in this old timey font style, the indices themselves are actually gas-filled loom tubes, which is a ball proprietary technology. So this old pocket watch looking things has gas-filled tubes at each indice that's super subtle that you can't actually tell. At the seven, 
it's actually written ball across the horizontal line. Mm. And on the curve, it looks like a C for mm. the ball company. Um, the hands are blued, giving it an even more rich tone, making it look even more old time, just like the dial in this enamel white. But they have excellent little cues that adopt what ball makes it as a very modern watch. It's elegant, emblematic of a time that we don't understand what it meant for standard time or these watches to railroad conductors. And finally, it's a geek brand. Yeah, Ball is one of those I was like, I don't know what the appeal is to this at first. But it's one that once I got closer to, I was like, I need one of these. Same thing as Balls. Did you, did you guys all like turn 180 after we did that episode? For me, oh, yes. Before, even before. Yeah. I, for for me, I, yes. Because I, because I was when I was reading about them, I was, yeah. I was just like, yeah, I don't care. I don't know anything about ball. I don't care. And then I read about this, and I'm like, oh fuck. Oh no. Oh shit. <laughs> I'm discover. I'm older. Uh, yeah, I, you're really old. I've been in this, yeah, really this, yeah. in this uh, hobby a little, just a little bit longer. But I, I knew ball. And I was like, okay, what's the deal? And I, I, even when you present that episode, there was one I really like called the Magneto, which had this like the bezel itself would turn. It's a fluted bezel and has nothing on it. But as you would turn it, close the, it would close, yeah. it would create a Faraday cage in the back. Yeah. It would close. So, un- like <laughs> so, non- so unnecessary. So <laughs> unnecessary. And then when you, want, when you want to see the dial, when you want to yeah. see the, the, the movement, you would open it up. Yeah. It's fucking dope. That's, that's a yeah, fuck It's like you. a camera shutter, right? I think Magneto S or something like that. Yeah. yeah so that yeah. was my second pick. And wait till you get my third pick. My third pick will actually... Ruin you. Yeah. No, but it's gonna be like, oh fuck, that's so awesome. But anyway, go ahead. Second pick, Carl. Third. third. Yes, for third. me, third. Uh, last pick for me, third. Third, like a poop. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I just took uh, away the H yeah. for you. Uh, yeah, exactly. That's it. That's my trick. No H's when there's one. All the H's when there's not. <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> milk. <laughs> I just use ten H's. It, no, it's <laughs> milk. 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 <laughs> you, you just ran out of H's. <laughs> Um, so my first real watch, quote unquote, was the Boulevard Lunar Pilot. Yes. Um, love the look, the feel, um, the, everything on it, but it was a quartz movement. Like even if it was higher frequency, that was the like bad side of it for me, at least uh, right. on the, um, Lunar Pilot. I just didn't get it. And, um, I was looking at Grid Seiko's and like telling to myself, like people are nuts to pay prices like that for quartz like quartz are inferior <laughs> right uh so for me it was a, a long a long um journey let's say from my first watch of like i have a quartz just because of like monetary reason <laughs> to understanding why quartz are so insanely cool I'll also at the same time learning about grand seiko so it was like right. the quartz and grand seiko like came up at the same time at least for in my um i watch problem um, so the, the more and more I look into Grand Seiko uh, and their design, I was like, man, they, it's a Japanese brand. They make some humongous watches. Yeah. <laughs> like those sizes doesn't make sense. It's all angular. It's so weird, right? Uh, I was looking at like the 44GS, right? That everyone goes nuts about. It's like, oh, it's like, like the purest Grand Seiko. It's yeah. like the motor of all design, Seiko and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, I don't get it. For me, it felt like when I was looking at pictures, I was like, it's a non-finished, non-finished watch, right? It felt like it was uh, like on the CNC machine. It was a first pass. So it's a big lines. It's yeah. like it's still like two or three pass to finish the case, right? But the more I look into it, the more I, 
tend to learn about Grand Seiko and everything they stand for, why the design is that way, and the 11 rules, and you know, all those things. I was like, Grammar of design. Right? Yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Right? There's a whole backstory behind it of why they're doing it that way. And along that route of learning about Grand Seikos, also learning about they farm their own quartz. They like a huge quality control as. Farm like, the table. Farm to watch factory. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> farm to watch factory. Um, the, the whole like the whole thing they do to perfect the quartz movement to have it like as precise as they can be right, right. I was like oh god damn it quartz is thermally compensated right quartz, it's yeah. it's an insane science it's like, multiple it's a, jewel movement it's like there's a whole thing behind that mm -hmm. it's just not the cheap movement it's exactly. a art form it was the affordable movement when it came out but as most Japanese brand when they do something they like go to the extremes with it right um, so I was like um, oh, okay so now my under None understanding switch to uh, I want one. Yeah, I want a quartz. I want it to be a Grand Seiko. Yeah. I want that into my collection. Now there's a place for it. I understand it. And I'm going to laugh at people who thought like me <laughs> a couple months back or a couple years back, right? Um, But I'm like that too. I need yeah. a Grand Core, a Seiko. Uh, and, and uh, you know, it's hard for me to like choose which one because when you look even on the uh, af like the gray market, there's a lot of affordable home runs from Grand Seiko, right? You don't need to uh, put a lot of money down. Like it's still a lot of money because it's a watch, but like in the grand scheme of Grand Seikos, you can have a really nice quartz for like two thousand dollars, two and a half thousand dollars. Yeah, and, and it's get? and it's the quartz, not the spring drive that you want from Grand Seiko. I think Or, so. I, I, at least at first, right? Uh, right now, like I all my watches are for sale. Any of them who's who's going, I have money for Grand Seiko. <laughs> like so, it's. Grand Seiko is really near to me right now, <laughs> right? I can almost taste it. <laughs> yeah, uh, it, it tastes like it tastes like like metal, like change, like metal. <laughs> it's like pennies. <laughs> Ew. Well, that's just cock your sucking. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, this is this is thick. <laughs> so, like right now, uh, like a, an affordable Grand Seiko I'm looking into is the SBGV239, and it's like two two and a half thousand dollar Canadian. It's love that. It's right, great. It, it's like the basic Dirty. no nonsense well, it's a, it's but like they just uh it, it's also based on the 44 gs design yeah, yeah. <laughs> right it's that grand seiko case with the uh quartz movement uh simple date um and a 40 millimeter it's, it's like a all the spec it's, it's not it's not too big for grand seiko it's just right there that's right yeah um, oh it's only plus minus 10 seconds per year <laughs> it's like yuck, <laughs> yuck. <laughs> disgusting it's almost uh, a second every month that's terrible <laughs> it's almost a second this <laughs> 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 is like 1.8 seconds a month yeah unacceptable, oh, unacceptable. No. <laughs> what if i'm late by 0.8 seconds <laughs> um so yeah i think quartz but uh but grand seiko as well so we're, we're, we're yeah yeah we just took a, a quick uh, beer break there Uh, so yeah that was the uh, the, the quartz that was the Grand Seiko stuff um, uh, as soon if I sell one of my big tickets uh, watches it's it's right there oh, yeah, I need a Grand Seiko my yeah. life too. so um, yeah, that was my last pick alright interesting my uh, so my turn now my last one also uh, it's something probably uh, I don't think I ever told you guys but like when I started to get into watches I did not like chronographs <laughs> well no, you told us yeah. earlier <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, told us that. and it's interesting because while well, you you're obviously in the watch enthusiasm for a few few years ahead of me, 
but what problem? A much problem. Yeah, <laughs> it's a problem. Uh, it's a problem. <laughs> but uh, uh, another friend of mine was kind of like also got obsessed with watches very quickly, and I remember we had a conversation at some point. I was like obsessing with a, a Submariner or a GMT Master, and he was obsessing with everything space related. So he's obsessing with the Speedmaster. So two watches, Boulevard and a Speedmaster. And he's like, buy me a buy me a, a Speedmaster. I was like, okay, if you buy me a GMT Master, all right, and then. And, and, and would you know that was only like four months before I was purchasing my Speedmaster because everything flip flopped quickly because I was like yeah I'm gonna I started looking at the Speedmaster I was like okay it, okay I see I see I see the hype and I, I see the and, appeal. I, and I started looking into like the history and like oh shit because I do love the I love the idea of like a watch being made and then they don't change it ever <laughs> it's like drugs like the first bump go oh I can't I can't, I can't get it so it's like three months after that is in the ditch. <laughs> <laughs> All current bruises here, just like <laughs> convincing. God damn, <laughs> Jesus Christ! <laughs> I was like, like two images. I, I can't see the appeal. <laughs> convulsing in like a dish. Holy shit! <laughs> there's like, a, there's like a. There's like a minute goes <laughs> <laughs> clear, <laughs> and we're back. Okay, <laughs> so that was a few months before That's I actually purchased my Speedmaster because I started looking at the Speedmasters a bit more, and I was like, okay, well, I, I guess chronographs. I mean, I guess the dial is busy. There's a lot of buttons and a lot of dials, but like, I guess I see it could be cool. And then I started looking at history, and I'm like, "Oh shit, <laughs> 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 this is this is where this is where you fall into this bottomless pit of like, okay, I got it now. Uh, I have to have one." Participate in a simple like, jerk of uh, owning yeah. a speedmaster. <laughs> yeah, and then literally a month later, I was like, "Okay, I need to have something that kind of looks like it," which is when I purchased my lunar pilot, Sailor Moon, as you would say. Unfortunately, as I've told many times before in the podcast, I didn't get very lucky with the quality control. I didn't, I didn't keep it. Yeah, twice. Uh, in a row. But I, man, I love that watch so much. It was such a good-looking watch. Uh, even though it was a big watch, it still like it sat very well on my wrist, and I would have worn it like all, every day, right? If I kept it, and then I sold it, and I was like, "Hmm, I need to have a Speedmaster." <laughs> and then, like, it was a it was an idea that was brewing for like four months, and I was like, "Okay, I have to have it." Like, it's it's a you also it's also another thing that I started doing when I started to get into the watch enthusiasm is that it wasn't my first watch because my first watch I flip flopped very quickly when I bought it, and I'm like, "Okay, I don't like it anymore." Like two months later, and I sold it. And this one, I was like, "Okay, I need to kind of." Because it's a bigger purchase, I needed to obsess with it for longer and see if I lose interest. Yeah. Right. So I was like, okay, it's been like four months. I have to have it now. Right. And uh, you know, we've been in love ever since. <laughs> <laughs> and, and you know what? Another thing about uh, uh, about uh, chronograph watches, uh, the Rolex Daytona was the last Rolex that I started to like. It was okay. also. It was also. I've liked all of the. I even liked the Datejust before. I've liked the Subs, obviously the GMT yeah. Masters and the Explorers. The da- Daytona never liked it, and then I'm like, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. I've seen my first one ever recently at a display because now they they have display Daytonas yeah. out of nowhere. It's like yeah. I for me Unicorn saw one and I was like, eh. <laughs> yeah, and it was like, part of kind the, of yeah. The only reason I would get a Daytona is just because of like the. Like broad appeal of people just like oh Daytona, <laughs> but I don't think I want a Daytona. <laughs> I, it's a cool watch, but I think I I want to I want to scratch other itches. Like I would love to own a Caliber Eleven maybe at some point. Yeah, uh, I would love to have a a, a Navi Timer or a El Primero movement somewhere. Like just in, in not necessarily yeah. the the standard Chronomaster Sport. Well, not the Chronomaster, but the standard El Primero that we used to 
uh, talk about. Yeah. The Chrono Master Sport is fantastic, or one of the Defy ones. I think also has the El Primero uh, movement. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. It's a it's a very iconic movement to own, and I was kind of completely like not even looking at the at the the, the chronograph, let's say watches yeah. before, and now to me, like a diver and a chronograph are like the most important let's say watch styles yeah. for for anyone's collection. Mm. Yeah. The thing is you 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 can never have a Daytona because you can al- always say that it came second it. into the contract. That's true. <laughs> to the speedmaster. Like this is a shit chronograph. NASA didn't want it. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what actually sorry I just thought about it I, I was going to mention it but I just remembered uh there's another brand that's also heavy into space but more real into space. Uh, Fortis. Yeah, Fortis. So they just released a new line of uh, space watches. They the call Strato liners. Yeah. Those watches, they actually sent them to the upper stratosphere, yeah. and they tested the mechanisms in there. And they, you see, like, there's a video where they, they strapped they them onto them. Yeah, to the rocket. It, it, no, it wasn't a rocket. It was like a like a like a water air balloon, hot air okay. balloon. Yeah. So they strapped them to like there's like a little platform. They put yeah. them all in a circle, and they put like a 360 camera that films them all. Yeah. Right? M- like ticking mm-hmm. so they sent it up in the upper stratosphere and then obviously when the air came, went out it, it went down right so they got it they caught it i can't even remember i think it was somewhere in europe that they started but they because it was the house of some dude <laughs> no but they had to go to almost like another country to pick it up because yeah. it was just you know, it was blown away from yeah. somewhere else right and they put this mechanism into this watch this watch is also made from recycled aluminum it's like so fucking cool that watch. I actually just want to buy that like separately, just mm. just to own this because that one is that one is a like a G-Shock, but like a like a Speedmaster G-Shock. If you if it makes any sense. And no like waterproofness. A, I think it no it, it, it has <laughs> it has it has everything. That's the thing. That watch has yeah. everything you can think of. Oh yeah, obviously anti like anti yeah, uh, anti shock and yeah. whatever. I, I'm still to the idea that any watch now can go to top of Mount Everest and or space. <laughs> Right. Yeah, for sure. Uh, tomorrow morning, I win the lottery. I'm gonna pay a dude. I know you said to, to, to go to Everest. Both of those things. Now it's not only Everest; it's also space. Wait, <laughs> to, to to go to Everest? You want to go to Everest? No, not me. I'm gonna die. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the mountain. I'm like having a panic attack. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck this! You're watching it on TV. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god no dude relax yeah, this is a cartoon <laughs> uh, anyway your last pick uh, you so my last pick is something you guys probably never heard of so it's a what it's a Porsche design Orfina I know Porsche designs yeah Porsche design so this is the Orfina watch it's known a lot as the Top Gun so it's a very geek watch in 1972 Ferdinand Porsche himself designer of the air-cooled 911 he also made a the, the volkswagen bug oh yeah for for hitler the <laughs> yes exactly exactly you yeah. know what please continue he was he was also in prison after second world war for um having collaborating with nazis for free labor yeah. <laughs> porsche built car was were built so, by like poland slaves for a bit no, there you so go. please continue your fascination <laughs> with so Ferdinand Porsche. Ferdinand Porsche. <laughs> He had designed, he had inspiration based on some of the gauges uh, in the 911. So, in exactly. So, in 1972, uh, he had designed, was actually the first all-black watch that had ever been created. Um, and it was just in line with the last long wheelbase 911, right before the introduction of the G-Body 911. Um 
so this watch seems a little bit weird at first, but it is the first all black, very prototypical 1970s Porsche design watch. It's very geeky because people look at it and like, well, it's just a Porsche design. What the, what the hell does it carry? This watch is an all black monochromatic dial design, red seconds hand. And maybe to give it an F1 touch, it was Mario Andretti's watch that he ended up wearing through the 1978 season where he won the championship. So he had just won the Argentine Grand Prix. He was now in Brazil. It was Friday after the practice. He decided to go take a nap on the um, on the racetrack on the beach, the Ipanema Beach, where he fell asleep and woke up and his watch was gone. He reached out, told uh, Orfina what had happened. Orfina found out that the, the watch was stolen from him. And Umberto Maglioli, who also competed against Mario Andretti, a former F1 driver, he had raced against him, not in an F1, in the Le Mans, in the 24-hour yep. Le Mans, um, a few months before that, who was running Orfina, sent him uh, a new Okay, um, a replacement watch. A new replacement watch, where you can see Mario Andretti winning, wearing it in his next five wins. Uh, and what was actually so interesting is Mario Andretti won that F1 season and clinched it in Monza, which is very, very, um, how can Italian? I say? <laughs> well, it's it's a nice it's a nice it's a nice link to the fact that he's Italian. Yeah. yeah. yeah but by the way, this year Monza uh, Grand Prix in September. Yeah. Is the hundred years old uh, anniversary of the circuit? Circuit. So we'll see a lot of pressure on Ferrari. <laughs> yeah. A lot of pressure on them to win. Yeah. Those stands are going to be we'll red. <laughs> those stands are going to be red. Yeah. <laughs> and what's also the last interesting bit I read about that is that the Lotus, the black. Yeah. Uh, what's it called? The Black Beast or whatever it was called. It was the the yeah. Lotus um, jo uh, Players Edition. Yep. Uh, the, the it was the first car that was used in CAD in terms of its yep. design. Yeah. But so was Orfina. But mm. the, the, not Orfina. Sorry. Specifically, the Valju Seven Seven Five Zero movement that was in this watch. You can find the movement. You can find versions of this watch with the Lemania movement. But anyway, this is. Uh, a watch is also worn in movies. Tom Cruise wore it in both Top Guns. And respect to Tom Cruise on this because he was wearing it in the first movie. He actually reached out to Jerry Bruckheimer and says, I need that watch that you, that I wore in the first movie. Mm -hmm. I need that version of that Porsche, uh, that Orfina uh, Porsche design uh, chronograph. So amazing timepiece, historic, so much so that Dan Henry ended up remaking a ver of affordable version of this called the 1972. At first, I was never a fan of all black watches. Um, even with this like vintage loom that's on it with the red seconds hand, like what the hell does Porsche know about watches? But once you start doing a little bit of review in the history... Yeah, but Porsche design is not Porsche. Agreed. Yeah. But, but that's the first thing people think of. That's the first thing yeah. you do. You look at this, God, this is just a gimmick. Yeah. This is like uh, Gucci making watches, right? Gucci, I think it's pronounced. Yeah, yeah exactly. Gucci. The C is hard. C. I thought it was a Q. It's a hard C. Um, but then you start looking at the history, you start appreciating what these Mac black, uh, Matt, uh, black watches and it changes your perspective on it. So day date disguised in a black 24 hour hand. What's really great about this movement as well is that what you don't see on the watch is that it actually has a, a hidden center, uh, sorry, minute counter in the chronograph. In the registers, you have a 24 hour clock. So behind the actual chronograph that you deploy is the seconds, is the minute hand as well as the seconds. 
Hmm. So once you depress and engage your chronograph, it the second hand will start to tick and you will expose the minute hand that is lying behind it mm -hmm. in the rest position hmm. behind it. So it's a very cool watch. Very, very nice watch. I something I wasn't really interested in the past. And when I started doing a little bit of, of, of like so searching in terms of the history behind it, it's a fucking geek watch. So all of mine were a little bit offbeat with the Stoa, the Ball, and, and this Orfina, but I thought this Orfina was really cool. Very different. But that's my third and final thing. It is nice. Yeah. Very cool. Very so, interesting. I, I, I never... Don't go for it. Go for it. I'll, oh, I'll be very polite and I'll let you okay, go first. Cool. I will say that about Porsche design. They don't, they're not only doing watches, they do a bunch of stuff. They do our uh, buildings. Yeah, there's yeah. a crazy <laughs> building, right? With in the Miami. car yeah. being lifted in the yeah. elevator yeah. for you. Yeah, but they, they do a bunch of different... It's like a design firm, pretty yeah. much. They do design for anything. I never really explored the Porsche design watches in general, but uh, I get it that they have a they lot came of history. They came out with a couple watches really. there recently, eh? La over the last two years, I think. Yeah, there's some nice yeah. ones, yeah. yeah. They're, and they're not cheap. No, no. no. Any, anything Porsche line is not cheap. That, like, tower with the car lift for any floor thing in Miami is... That's insane. It's insane, but it's also, like, the cheapest, like, apartment is, like, five billion. <laughs> yeah, because if you live on the 20th floor, your car is also living on the 20th floor. That's yeah, insane. Two cars, two cars. Yeah. Crazy. It's crazy. It's so unnecessary. Money. <laughs> but, hey, it was a, a cool... Um, Cool episode, yeah. uh, different a little Most bit. Deaf. Um, so see you next week, guys. Yeah, next week. Cheers. So if you enjoyed this episode, please reach out to us on Big Black Clock Official on Instagram or email us at bigblackclockteam at gmail.com. Send us your pictures, corrections, ideas, insults, and let us know if there are any pieces you want us to review. With, of course, the caveat that we can afford them. As always, be good to each other, eat good food, have some drinks. For those of you always watch shopping, happy hunting. Thanks for spending time with us, and we will see you next week.